2: Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International denomination with over 3,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and an author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 500 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with it young, energetic people Lord. full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Hewitt Mills. God.
3: That draws us to you.
1: hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus and celebrate the goodness of God. Keep clapping, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Has God been good to you? Then give the Lord another mighty shout of praise. Hallelujah. When the madman of Gadara was cleansed, Jesus told him, Go and tell what great things the Lord has done for you. So today, at this testimony time, we want to bless God, we want to return the glory to Jesus for preserving our lives, for saving us, for delivering us, for giving us many breakthroughs. You are the next person to receive a testimony. If you believe, it shout, Ie! Hallelujah. It's an international church. So I'm going to read our first testimony all the way from Ben in Switzerland. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. My testimony is about how it's from Anita Green from First Love Church in Switzerland, Ben. My testimony is about how my siblings and I escaped a deadly car accident through the communion prayers of our prophets. It all started last year, December, when we had a crossover service in church. During the communion time, we watched a clip of prophets having communion in the First Love Center. After the communion, prophet was prophesying. And there was one particular prophecy he said that struck a chord in my heart. He said, you shall live and not die. And whatever the enemy has planned for you this week shall be canceled in Jesus' name. I believed so much in that particular prophecy because it was the end of the year. On the 2nd of January, my my siblings and I we were on the highway on our way back home from a friend's place around 1130 pm. It was winter season and most of the roads were icy and slippery. So on our way back, I was sitting at the back talking to my friend Elikem. and my younger sister was the one driving. While I was on the phone, at a point, my younger brother started calling out my sister's name several times, and suddenly, at a point, the car started to spin. And we were all just shouting and screaming until the car hit against a wall on the highway. It happened at exactly 12 p.m. on the 3rd of January. I was It all went so fast. I was actually still on the phone talking to my friend whilst it happened. As the car was spinning, I thought this was my last day on earth. At a point, I heard voices of my siblings crying. I also, I also started crying, and I was struggling to breathe because my... Asthma problem was trying to come. (laughs) So we came out of the car. Some people drove to the side to help and to check on us. They called the police and an ambulance because I hit my arm badly against the door. They came to check on us and they did all the protocols. I'm so thankful and grateful to God that my siblings and I are still alive. I want to give all the glory to almighty God, the God we serve for preventing us from dying through such a car accident and I want to thank God for the prophet's life for speaking over us and praying over us during the communion time. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. That's a picture of the of the of the of the the car after the accident. And God delivered all of them from it. God is going to deliver your life too. As the prophet has been prophesying over us you will cross 70 with ease. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. And our next testimony is from Derek Aquila. He's from the First Love Town Church. He's a center leader. Oh, do it better for him. Keep clapping as he shares about how God provided for him miraculously. Derek, tell us what has God done for you.
4: My name is Derek Aquila from First Love Town Church. And I want to testify about a financial miracle God has has provided for me through the prophecy of our prophet Bishop Daggett-Mills. Wow. Well, it started earlier on this year when um, my cousin in America texted me to tell me he hasn't sent me any money for the past two years since he went to America. And so he was going to send me some money. And And that was... Did
1: you hear any prophecy that made you start believing in provision?
4: Yes. Daddy prophesied that we, we will receive large gifts from afar. And, and this prophecy has come practically or it has happened practically in my life. Wow. And I want to give God the glory for that. Wow. And also, I work with... You said my, your cousin called... Um, my cousin yeah. in America. He's called Kweku. And then he said, what did he say? He told me that he has not sent me money before, since he went to America. How many years? for 2 years. He has not sent you When he finished school, he went to America so um, and So what did he decide to do? What What he decided to do was to send me money. That's $100. Wow. For I don't know, for just
1: and somebody would decide a good thing about you this week. Somebody will decide to send you something you are not expecting. And what else?
4: And also I work with a business associate who is also my father's friend. He normally asks me to do things for him. But when he asks me to do things, I don't expect him to give me money for anything at all, or to pay me. But then, within, within a week, he can, he can give me a series of um, hundreds of CDs. For, for instance, within a week, he can give me 500 cities three times. Which is like, when you add it together, it will be 1,500 CDs. And, and it happened for some time. So, after a whole month, I calculated it and it was more than the salary I received for working for my father.
1: Hey, give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. You see, God is going to bless you with multiple streams of income. Receive a blessing through the prophecy this week. Amen. And what and, else
4: happened? And the last one was from my father, who gave me 2,000 Ghana cedis for nothing, for virtually doing nothing. He just gave it to me. I didn't do anything for him. I didn't... Not, not that it's my salary too. He just gave it to me. He just gave you
1: 2,000 cents yes,
4: for nothing. And you
1: said, what prophecy did you hear in church?
4: And I believe... Uh, that, that is from the prophecy of our prophet who says that we will receive financial provision through working for God also. And so I believe and I want to encourage everybody that the words of our prophets are the words that come from God himself and that everyone should believe in the prophet and the words and the prophecies that he speaks upon us and that you will be blessed.
1: Wow, put your hands together for that powerful testimony. And let's welcome Evia from the UK to share the final testimony for today. Oh, do it better. Keep clapping for her. Keep clapping. Keep clapping. The louder your hand clap, the sooner your testimony. Hallelujah. Evia, tell us what has God done for you.
5: My name is Afia Adjiman Krempeh from First Love UK. This time last year...
1: What's uh, your testimony about?
5: My testimony is about divine deliverance from failure under the ministry of our prophet. Um, around this time last year, I decided with my supervisor what um, my final year dissertation would be about. And we agreed on the topic.
1: You're in a university?
5: Yes, I just Which finished. university? It's anglo raskin University in Cambridge. Okay. So, in around November, I started doing the research for my dissertation, and I realized that it weren 't working. Um, there were no i 'm a law student and there were no cases on that particular topic, so I sent my supervisor a few emails telling her that there were no cases on that topic and I asked if I could change it, but she didn't respond to any of the emails so as time was going, I decided that. I would just tweak it a little bit um, so that I could find cases and then write it. I did that, and in May, I submitted my
1: dissertation. What do you mean by tweak it?
5: I, I altered the title a little bit.
1: You changed uh, the title of your dissertation? Yes, slightly. And did not inform her?
5: Um, I asked her if I could. I sent her a few emails. But she never got back to but you? But she didn't respond to me. No. So in May, I submitted the dissertation that I wrote and just waited for my results. Um, but I realized that the results weren't coming out. So I contacted my university and asked them what was happening. Um, and they said that all other results are out. And the reason that my result wasn't out was because I was under investigation for plagiarism. They they told me that um, they didn't think that I wrote my essay myself and that they think that I bought the essay.
1: You bought the essay? Yes,
5: that I bought it from somebody. Forgive? Yes. Um, and they told me that I would have a panel meeting in two days time and that in, during that two days I should contact a student advisor who would advise me on what steps to take. So I called the student advisor but she told me that it would be best to concede and just say that I did plagiarize the essay because the consequences would be less than if I went to a panel meeting and I uh, was... Did thinking, you plagiarize the essay? No, please. I wrote it myself. <laughs> so. She said, I should just say that I did plagiarise it and then um, I would get an opportunity to redo it and resubmit it. But if I go to a panel meeting and they find me guilty, um, I will have a permanent record of plagiarism on my student profile for all um, employers to see. And my grade would be capped at, I think, 30%. Um, So I immediately messaged... Um, Bishop Richard, my bishop in the UK, and I messaged my shepherd as well, and I asked what I should do. And they both gave me exactly the same instruction, and a very simple instruction, that I should pray for favor. They also told me that I should print all the emails I sent to my supervisor, um, so that when I go to the panel meeting, I can prove that I emailed her and she didn't respond. So I did that, I prayed for favor very heavily, and I printed all the emails, and then two days later, I went to the panel meeting. When I I arrived at the meeting, the panel was the supervisor who had accused me of plagiarism.
1: She was the only person there? She was
5: the panel. She was the panel? She was the panel. Yes.
2: Wow.
1: Um,
5: I I don't
1: know if you can see that, it's for (laughs) She's for
5: (laughs) So it wasn't looking very hopeful. Um, So I couldn't actually bring out the emails I had printed at all. I just had to keep them in my bag. Um, I couldn't defend myself against her. so she asked me a series of questions about their dissertation um, and then she said uh, in, a, in a while they will get back to me on what their decision was. So I just waited patiently and then about a week or two later um, I received an email saying that all allegations had been cleared and my dissertation would be written and would be marked as normal. Give the Lord a mighty shout
1: of praise. Every allegation, every accusation. About your life is dropped by the prophecy in Jesus' name. So,
5: although I was very thankful to God that, um, that the allegation was clear and there would be no record on my profile, I was worried because the same supervisor who had accused me of plagiarism was the person who was going to mark the essay in my dissertation and give me the result. And I was worried that she would be biased because she didn't believe that I wrote the work myself. Um, So I continued to pray for favor that I would have favor in her eyes that um, any bias against me just wouldn't be present. Um, And then I was told that in about three weeks time, 21 days time, I would receive my result. So three weeks um, would be this week that's coming now. However, last Sunday, um, during the prophetic encounter, while Daddy was preaching, I suddenly felt something tell me to check my result there and then because favor was operating so
1: because what? favor was operating favor is operating Mm -hmm. I see favor operating in your life in Jesus name so you checked yes so I
5: logged into my student profile to check my result and as I was checking it I was just saying to myself that I would be happy if I just pass at this point Um, I don't even want a good grade it's okay let me just pass Um, and I thought the highest I could get was a was a second class upper Um, And then I checked the results, and I saw a first-class dissertation.
1: Oh, you are still sitting down. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. He got a first class. Wow.
5: Yes, and that same supervisor had written in the comments under my work that she was was very impressed with the work and that she thought I had done a very good job. And I was surprised because she's the person who had accused me of plagiarism. So... I thought, if anything, her comments would even be bad.
1: Wow. So are you grateful to God?
5: I am very grateful to God. And I'm very grateful to Daddy for answering the call um, on his life. That he is overseeing the flock that God has appointed to him. Willingly and with love. Um, Thank you, Daddy.
1: Wow. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. I see a good thing coming your way this week. You are receiving good news. If you believe it, shout, ear,
2: Were you blessed by the testimonies? Amen.
6: stop the exactly do you Every single time I come home Promise me that you lift your head up oh, And you run to me Promise me that you'll always look so beautiful And promise me that you'll always have such love Anymore, we don't laugh anymore, don't love anymore. We don't kiss anymore, we don't touch anymore, we don't hug anymore. Oh, God help me, please. Now we have so many arguments, two people who don't agree. We could have Love. So much mistrust and The protocol of the palace is so simple, my dear lady. The protocol is that the man he is the king of his palace, and the protocol is that you must do what the king likes and loves. Treat your man like a king with
3: give the Lord a shout of victory now give the Lord a shout that makes Satan scared hallelujah Jesus 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 are you happy to be in church I sense the presence of the Holy Spirit I sense that your breakthrough is around the corner. I sense that God has a word for you and God has prepared something special for you. How many of you still believe in miracles? How many of you still believe in prophecy? How many of you still believe in the Holy Spirit? And how many of you believe that today is your day? Then give the Lord a shout of praise. Give the Lord a hand clap. Lift your hands and sing it from the bottom of your heart. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Say nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible when you're trusting Come in God. Come on, his lift world. your hands and declare it. Harken Harken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything? Is there anything too hard for thee? Then put your trust in God alone. Upon his word for everything, say everything, oh everything, yes, everything is possible with God, your destiny is changing. Come on, 1st love sing it. Nothing is impossible when you put your trust in God. Nothing is impossible. When you're trusting in his word. Come on, sing, harken, in. harken to the voice of God to thee. Is there anything? Is there anything to hurt thee? Then put your trust in God alone and rest upon his word. For everything. For everything. For, for everything. everything. Yes, everything.
7: thank you that everything is possible with you. We love you. We thank you for victory over all our enemies and all the enemies of Jesus. Thank you. We pray, we lift our hands and we receive your power, your love, your soundness into our lives. In Jesus name. Amen. Before you take your seats, I want you to pray for three things. The spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Just lift your hand and pray, Lord, I want the spirit of power, the spirit of love, and the spirit of a sound mind. Father, give us sound mind, power, power soundness in our minds let us think correctly give us love give us forgiveness help us to have forgiveness give us power in our lives thank you for blessing us with great power we love you in the name of Jesus thank you Lord Amen you may be seated now, today I am preaching about how to be anointed and to remain anointed. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 10. How to remain anointed. Now, before you read 1 Samuel 15, let's, let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 1. Today is just a short message, but I want you to look look at it. In chapter 10, we see Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Lord hath anointed thee, okay, to be captain over his inheritance, alright? Verse number 2. When thou art departed from me today, thou shalt find two men by Rachel Sepulchre, and they will say to thee, Your asses which you went to look for are found. So right here, you see the Lord showing us something. Okay. And what he's showing is that Samuel was anointed. Saul was anointed. Everybody says Saul was anointed. Now, the topic is how to remain anointed. Because by chapter 15, he was losing the anointing. Mercy. So by chapter 10, verse 1, what do we see? Saul is anointed. Okay? Samuel took and poured it on his head and said, it's because the Lord has anointed you that I'm pouring this oil on your head. Now, in chapter 15, we see things changing. And I want you to look at it. Now the word of the Lord came unto Samuel saying, "It repented me that I have set Saul to be the king. Uh, Repent is a word which means change your mind. Alright? I'm, I'm not so happy about it anymore. That's what God was saying. I'm not happy about this anymore. Alright? Now, he is, why? For he is turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried to the Lord all night. Now, when Samuel rose up early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and he set up a place and has gone around and passed on and even gone to Gilgal. So Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be thou of the Lord, I have done, performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, What meaneth thou then this bleating of the sheep in mine ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? And Samuel said, Oh, they've brought them from the Amalekites. Because God had sent him to go and destroy the Amalekites. For the people spared The best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God. And the rest we have utterly destroyed. Glory to God. Then Samuel said unto Saul, stay I will tell you what the Lord said tonight. The next verse. And Samuel said, when you were little in your own sight, were you not made the head of the tribes of Israel? And the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Why then did you not obey the voice of the Lord, but did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord? And Samuel Saul said unto Samuel, yeah, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. And I have gone the way which the Lord said. He was insisting. I have obeyed. I have gone the way which the Lord said. And I have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Glory to God. But the people took up the spoil. It was the people who took up the spoil. The sheep and the oxen and the chief of the things which should have been utterly Destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, stubbornness, is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected thee from being king. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words. Because I fear the people and obey the voice of the people. Now therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin. Turn again, that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return to thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. And the Lord has rejected thee from being king over Israel. And as Samuel turned about to go, he laid hold upon his mantle and rent it, and he tore his his, his, his his clothes. And Samuel said, The Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and has given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. And also the strength of Israel will not lie nor repent, for he is not a man that he should repent. Amen. So, Saul was made the king, all right? And God had specific commands for Saul to keep. All right? Are you there? Now, he was made king in First Samuel 10 verse one. He was anointed. But just five chapters later, he was not able to maintain the anointing. So today we are talking about maintaining the anointing. Everybody say maintaining. Maintaining. And now we've been talking every week about the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. So now, how can we maintain the anointing? Tell somebody, "Maintaining maintaining the anointing. Now, you know, there is a time where you have to believe you are anointed. Yes. Because the Bible says that we are anointed. He says, He has anointed us. There's a scripture which says, He has anointed us. You know, God has anointed you. And, um, you know, there's a time where you have to put your finger down and say, Look, this is it. When the Holy Spirit came on the children in Acts, the book of Acts, they said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. So there comes a time where you have to accept that, look, this, the thing he's talking about, that's it. I'm experiencing it. Receive the anointing. Amen. This is that. So I believe you are anointed. How many believe you are anointed? And God has anointed you. So, now that he's anointed you, how are you going to prevent, uh, how are you going to maintain the anointing? So, maintaining the anointing, all right? Number one, obey the specific commands of the Lord for your life and ministry. Obey, all right. First Samuel 15 verse 10. The Lord said to Samuel, it repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried to the Lord all night. Amen. So, anything God has told you, to, can you hear me? Is, is, it, is it loud enough? Because I'm not shouting. These sound people, all right? Anything God has told you to do, try to do it. Try. Try hard to do it. If God has told you to help me, help me. Just do it. If God has told you to give, give. If God has told you to go, go. Whatever specific thing there is, try to obey it. Now listen, in my small experience that I have, all right, I find that when I have people who work with me and I I tell them something specific, I find that when they don't do what I say, if I have something specific, because most of the time I don't have anything specific. Most of the time there's not much specific stuff. (laughs) If you analyze it, those of you who work with me, but then I come up sometimes with specific things. All right. What I have noticed is that when those specific things are not done, my attitude towards the person changes radically. That is when the change comes, the real change. Because, for instance, if you work for me directly, let's say you work in an office, you work for me. I have a lot of people that work for me. One of the things that's not important to me is what time you come to work. Because unlike most places, they want you to be there by 7, yeah. Yeah. by 8, right. by 9, by 10. But with me, it doesn't matter what time you come. Because I don't like personally also coming at 7, 6, 6, Five, it feels like a bondage. I feel that I'm in a kind of a trap. I got to be there by this time. I got to be there by that time. So if you work for me, one of the things I don't really mind is when you come and when you go. go. I don't really mind. So you will not get into trouble for coming at 9.30 or 10 or playing golf at 8 o'clock in the morning Instead of being at work. With me, you will not get into trouble. For that. You you understand. Most places like the bank, you better be there by 7. If you work in the bank, make sure you are are not working for me. You are working for Pharaoh. So you better obey his rules. Pharaoh is building his palaces. You better be there to build. You get it? Yes. But... There are things that I would ask for. And when those things are not done, sometimes I take a long time, I have a long meeting, explaining, do this, do this, do this, do this. When those things are not done, you are welcome, Pastor. When those things are not done, that's when it becomes a problem. And I often tell the people, but there were so many things, I didn't say any, I just, this one thing, you don't do it. And that's where the problem starts. Huh? Like missionaries. When I send missionaries, go. I have like two things that I usually tell them. And those who are successful on the mission field are the ones who do those things. The rest are not successful. Any any missionary I have sent who is successful, you can come and see me. And I would tell you, I told them, do this Do this, do this Sometimes three things But the things are not Things that are written in any of my books Yes There are not things that are written in any of my books Yes But they just I'll say, I I'll would say, do this Do this and do that And it' amazing Many don't just do those And they are quite simple things And it's not prayer It's not fasting It's not um, Even waiting on the Lord No, no, no All those words are in the books Yes So as You know but I, and I noticed that my, my mind, I'm, I'm saying, you see, because I'm nobody. So how much more God, who is somebody? And as specifically, you became a king. They haven't asked you for anything. The only thing he says is that, you see these Amalekites, when my children were running away from Egypt, they came from behind. That is Amalekites. Amalekites are like demons, like wolves. You know, some of you don't, don't realize, a hyena is quite a, very, quite a tall animal. But a dog, wild dogs or wolves, they are smaller, but they can chase a, a whole buffalo. They can chase a huge antelope like this and it will be running. But the way they, they actually if the, the, the buffalo or even the reindeer or the deer does not run and he stands there, you can see eight wolves around a deer in the winter. And they will be there for hours. But he has decided that he will not run. And they can be there for hours and in the end he will get away from the wolves. These are real wolves. They eat only meat and they eat living things. But when he starts running what happens is they bite the back of the legs. Do you see? So you see a pack of dogs running behind this huge antelope which is big. Attacking you from behind is very wicked. You know, as you are fleeing. And that's what Amalekites did. You know, First Samuel 15 says, I remember what Amalek did to Israel. How he laid wait for him in the way. And he came up, when he came up from Egypt. And they attacked them from behind. So God said, you know, I thank you for being a king. I haven't asked you for anything. I want you to eliminate an Amalek, including women, children, goats, sheep, everything. You've been a king. They haven't given any specific instruction. Now they come up with something specific. That one you will not do. So, what I want to advise everybody here is that If you want to grow in God, remember that God will always have usually one thing that he will tell you to do at a time. Look, the things that are wrong with you, there are more than 27. So he can't even tell you all the 27 things. He will just tell you one thing in this season. And he's expecting you to do it. If you do it, you'll see the second one coming up. So learn this master secret that there are many things to do, but God usually has one thing, just one thing. Do this. And if you humble yourself and you do it, your life starts to upgrade. If you don't do it, your, your life starts to downgrade. So decide to be obedient. If you are in a Bible school, there's probably one thing God is expecting from you now. And he's, maybe He's told you, do this. Or you hear preaching. When God spoke to me in 1990, somewhere, He said, give yourself holy. That was all. You know? I didn't know what it meant. Give thyself holy. But that was my quiet time that day, First Timothy 4.15. Give yourself wholly. It meant give up everything, all businesses, all work, all whatever you are doing, and give yourself wholly to my work. And your profiting will appear. People will see that you've given yourself wholly to me. This is what he told me. And I, I obeyed him. I had a business, a truck, that, that would have, could have made me very rich. And I called them, and I showed them where to park. And they were shocked where they were parking, because they were parking at where they sell cars. That is where they came to park, where we sell cars. It was not a parking lot. They have where they park every day. I showed them where to go and park. It's over. Based on my quiet time. And based on what God has told me. It's over. Go here and park. They were shocked and I took the keys. And I, I started to find people to buy. Do you want to buy? Anybody want to buy? I'm giving myself holy. So you, you start to... Reduce when you don't obey. Because, you see, God only knows the meaning of give thyself holy. You don't know. Do, Do you think I knew in 1990? How many years ago is that? 29 years ago. I wouldn't know what that means. So, nobody knows, and there are a lot of instructions which you, are, you cannot understand. And usually those are the kind of instructions we don't obey. Instructions we don't understand. So, if you, don't, if you want to maintain the anointing, is there something God has told you? Some of you, God has told you to start paying tithes. Tithes. We, we've had sessions in the church. Tithe pain, you won't start. You see, it reveals the lowest form of obedience. You can't even do it. Yes. Do you know how long I've been paying tithes? I've been paying tithes since 1979. 1979. How many years is that? Do you know how I know? Because in 1980, I mean, I don't think I was sorry, but I told someone who didn't do well in their exams that she didn't do well because she didn't pay tithes. You no, know, we're all students. I told her, no, you, you didn't do well because you didn't pay tithes. I mean, this is 1980. It was a, it was a conviction I had from then. And I remember telling her, you see this grade, you would have had A if you had paid tithes. I was telling her, she said, how can it be? So I said, that's what I'm telling you. So that's a long time ago. I started paying tithes as a student. I wasn't belonging to any church. But I said, if God gives me, something, 10% and beyond is for God. So these are some small, small things that God wants to use you for. And some of you say, oh, if God blesses me, eh? if God blesses me, I will do this for him. You won't. Because even tithing, he told you, you won't do tithing. If God gives me this And God gives me that And God does this I will do You won't Because this one that he's told you to do You are not doing it That is why sometimes When people are looking for spouses They say Oh she's a very flowing sister in church Because we are trying to say that Like the person is obedient to the things in the word Because when you marry Things in the word Are going to come up Things you don't understand Marriage has a lot of things we don't understand. Plenty. Look at the song Ida was singing. I don't know where she got that song from. Neither was the man created for the woman. But the woman was created for the man. Wow. You better, I wonder where she got all such stuff of songs from. And, 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 and I realized that. Yeah, look at it. First Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 9, neither was the man created for the woman. Even the idol, the, the song you sang, even the word neither is even, even in the, neither was the man created. It's actually even the, the whole verse is the song. Wow. See me after church, I want to know where you got that song from. Hmm. You people you think that I wrote the songs. Yeah, you can find out and see. Hallelujah. Hey. Tell your neighbor, look, Charlie, I am into obeying God. Oh, I am I'm really into obeying. If God tells you, do this, do it. Try. Now, don't start obeying God by coming up with fantastic things. So, the Spirit told me to go to Burma. The Spirit told me to do this. I mean, strange things. You see, you start, you have to test to know God. But the Spirit told me to give you an offering. So, it's a good start. Yes, or the Spirit... You can't hear to say, the Spirit told me to sell my father's house and give everything to the church. Hey! The Spirit told you to sell your father's house and give all the money to the church. You know, people say they are obeying God and they start with absurdities. I'm not saying God cannot say that. He can. But what other smaller ones have you been obeying... As we go along, that you are now saying that the Spirit has told you to sell your house and give all the money to the church. Yes, let's start obeying God. Maybe the Spirit put on your heart. Visit somebody. Visit a sheep. Do it. I said, "Oh, the Spirit has told me to visit." Uh, um, This country Well you have not even traveled outside Ghana before You've never even gone to just Togo (laughs) So Let us Decide we are going to be Obeyers Every time I've obeyed God the anointing Increases More than even fasting and praying when I just obey him, I, I become more powerful. Yes. You know, how many have fasted and had a feeling before? Raise your hand if you, you... You know the feeling you have when you fasted? Especially by the evening? We feel that that feeling is anointing. But you, you will find out as you serve the Lord that those feelings are not necessarily anointing. No. And I found out when I saw one of the greatest displays of anointing in a country I, I went to preach and I was forced to eat. Somehow the circumstances were such that I had to eat. First of all, and at that time we were fasting, the whole church was fasting and I was eating. Yes, I traveled. So the people at home were fasting and I was in the journey. And the way the journey was, I had to eat. It was in January. Yes Every time I was eating I felt bad Yes Now the biggest problem was that When I was going to preach The feeling that I need to feel That fasted feeling, it wasn't there Rather I was feeling The meat in my stomach It was a very discouraging feeling But during that time, that's when I saw the blind. I've never seen it like blind people being healed. You see them all lined up. Wheelchairs. Every kind of miracle. I was, I've never seen such miracle power than that time. So that's when I realized that, look, anointing eh, is not necessarily that feeling. Because that feeling was not there. Yeah, you have more of God's power and presence when you obey. Look at John 14, verse 21 or 23. Any of the two. John 14, 21 or 23. Listen. Listen to power. He that hath my commandments and keeps them. He it is that loveth me. Okay. So when you keep God's commandment, it shows you love him. Now he that loveth me shall be loved of my father. And what is going to happen? And I will love him and manifest. So manifestations. Manifestations. Manifestations come from obedience. From loving God and obeying him. Now look at verse 23. And Jesus answered and said, If a man love me, He will keep my commandment and my father will love him. Now what is going to happen? And we, my father and I, God the father and Jesus, will come to him and make our abode. You don't get such promises for fasting or even prayer. Obeying. If a man loves me, he will keep my word. He will obey me. Then we will come and be with him in a wild way. So obedience is the master key to the power and the presence of God. Maintaining the power and the presence of God on your life. Try hard to maintain obedience to the commission that God has given to you. You will see his power. He will be manifesting, just as he said in John 14, verse 23. He will, he, the Father and the Son will come and stay around you. Eesh. So whatever God has said if, he said, if he said you should give, when you give, you will see a lot of manifestations from that giving. If he is the one who said you should give. You know, yes, for that you will see manifestations. If he didn't say you should give and you are just giving out of... Christian character, it's fine. But if he specifically tells you to do something and you do it, if he tells you to honor somebody and you honor the person, you will see a manifestation out of it. So decide that if God, whatever God has said, I'm doing it. And that will maintain power. How to maintain the anointing over your life. I've sent missionaries to countries They were anointed full of power, but the anointing just fizzled out. Because I would give them something simple. I'll say, do this. And they would not do it. Number two. 1 Samuel 15, verse 17. The second point is, remain small or little in your own eyes. Samuel said, when thou wast little in thine own sight, wast thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel, and the Lord anointed thee king? Huh? So, stay little. You know, many of us are young boys and girls in this church. Remain young boys and girls as you even get older Now I'll tell you Many of us don't remain young, small We can see from your hairstyle There are hairstyles of mature women And many of the young girls here are having mature hairstyles of mature women some of you look 20 years older than your age. I'm going there, don't worry. I'm there. That's where I am. I'm there. I'm moving in it. Yeah. Look at your hairstyle. You've become 42 instead of 22. 22. Now, you see, you will think that it doesn't affect you, but it shows how you think. Yes. There is a way you carry yourself. Majestically. Like a madame. And it doesn't make you, you, in your own eyes, you feel that you should look like this. It's talking about in your own eyes. Yes. In your own sight. When thou was little in thine own sight. Yes. When thou was little in thine own sight. As for being little in your own sight, when you are little, you will be little. (laughs) But as you get older, it's important to keep on being little in your own eyes. My, the songs that Ida sings, they are loaded with messages for grown-ups. I can say that 100% of the songs are good for grown-ups. I hear them saying th- things like, oh, it's the children's songs and the, um, the, uh, 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 the first love, the children's church. The messages I'm preaching are for grown-ups. But I'm preaching them to young people because the the young people are more interested in listening to it. But it's actually for it's actually for the older ones. There's nothing like the word. I mean, have you seen a a verse in the Bible which says from this one downwards are all for young people? Have you seen it before? Dancing in the church. Is it, is, it for, is, it for, uh, is it for children? When the prodigal son came home, it was the father who organized music and dancing in the house. Organized by the father. The boy had no power. His father brought up music and dancing, Luke 15. And he was organizing dancing and music. Amen now his elder son was in the field you see and this elder son who has developed premature aging heard the sound of music and dancing and you are thinking to yourself oh these are for the children organized by the father so you got to watch out dear friend are you listening to me? That God almighty is telling you remain small in your eyes. Don't grow don't 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 wear clothes that make you very grown up. It's true. Just Stay small. I saw a brother. You know. He said, "I'll be, I'll be in, I'll be in church." So when he came, he had people usher him to the front. And my first response to that is, "You see, the you, you, you." the fact that you have to be ushered in by a, with a convoy <laughs> to the front, it's like you are a major, mega bigger than you are a person. And this is a young person. Wow. That's the first sign that you are not small in your own eyes. You have to be escorted. You have to be ushered to the front. Few times have I ever been a church where I I need to be in the front. I I prefer to be in the front for spiritual reasons, but not because I belong in the front. At a point, if I would go to somebody's church, I realize I'm causing more confusion by staying at the back, because they're expecting me in the front. So I realize I'm not causing a scene. Yes. So people feel that I belong there. I'm now, you know, one of the couples. I'm one of the pillars. I'm one of the mighty men. So when you arrive, it's like, where are those going to usher me to the the important seat? You don't need that. Tell them I'm here. Tell them I'm here. Go and tell them that I'm here. A Lady, somebody is carrying your handbag and walking behind you. Ah! I mean, the, the bag you are is supposed to match with your shoes, or it's a personal bag, but big shortism makes you feel that uh, somebody should carry your bag and somebody should carry something for you. Please, please. I don't want to see any girl here with somebody carrying your hand. But when I see, I will beat you. I will remove my belt and I'll beat you. I'll tell you, you are a bush girl. One is holding the bag. One is holding your iPad. And one is is holding the cloth that you swing over your shoulder here. Somebody is holding that one too. And one is fanning you. Somebody's carrying your fan. Somebody's carrying your water bottle for you. <laughs> you know, one day I went somewhere. A great man of God invited me in California. He was, and he, and he, and he said to me, I want, I want to play golf with you. So I said, oh, it is a great honor. So I went with him in his car. He picked me in his car. When we got to the golf course, he opened the boot. Now, this man of God was 72 years old. 72 years old. When he opened the boot, I tried to take the golf, his golf bag to in The way he even... He just... He said, no. And he told me, listen, I'm a young man. I carry my own bag. I don't have to carry my bag for me. I'm a young man. I carry my own bag. And he carried his own bag. I was standing 72. He carried his own golf bag. So to me, it shows me that he was little in his own eyes. Yes. That's why he said, I'll carry my own bag. You know, I saw you should carry bag for me. What wow. wow. But how many realize that we are not like that? I mean, some of you, if you had somebody to carry your Bible into the church, you would just... Oh, how heavy is your... your high? Whatever. See a young girl, you are carrying yourself like an auntie. No, you are not an auntie of anybody in real life. Yes. Where is Demira? Where is, is it Demira? What's her name? She's in America? Oh, for holiday. Oh, I would have shown you a real auntie maybe she's even watching yeah I wish I would I wanted her to be here show you an auntie We have aunties and uncles who are looking after schools huh yeah it's okay it's okay Shake hands with your neighbor. So you are you a big man, small man? What what man are you? Are you a big man, small man? What type of man are you? Now God has blessed you with a new car. I mean a car, whether it's new or it's new to you so new brand new or old brand new and as you are driving your new brand new car or old brand new car you have put music in mozart mozart ten hey. hey. Instead of singing the songs, everybody's got a story. You've changed it into classical music. When somebody calls you, instead of using your neck to turn, you use your shoulders. Shall I show you how we turn shoulders? When somebody calls you, instead of doing this, you do this. And somebody calls you from this side. Do you, you get the difference? Yeah. What watch it, like? If somebody calls you, yes. If somebody calls you from this side, you say, Pardon? If you marry such a person hey, hey. and you shout, darling, hey. darling. Hey. So turn like this. Yes. Can I help you? How many would like to have such a person whose neck even doesn't turn? The neck doesn't turn. Hey! Do you have cervical spondylosis? Check whether your neighbor's neck is very flexible. We need flexible necks in the church. Listen, he says, when thou wast little. So, what is the first step to maintaining the anointing? What? What's the second step? Remain small in your own eyes. Number three, don't be interested in financial things. Too financial. If I say, write it this way, don't be too financial. You see, it is older people who are financial. They know the financial implications. When you want to go to the ministry, they'll say the financial implications. When you want to go to Bible school, they say the financial implications. When you marry a brother, they'll ask what work does he do. You know the financial implications. Everything is financial. What work does he do is Financial. 1 Samuel 15, verse 18. The Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the Amalekites and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then did thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord? You flew or you did fly upon the spoil. Fly. You flew. When you saw money, you went. If you want to maintain the anointing, you cannot fly upon the spoil. Don't fly towards money. When we fly to Europe, America, and the richer parts of the world, we are flying towards the spoil. That's how to not to lose your anointing. Yes. Every decision is to towards money. You fly upon the spoil. That was one of the great mistakes. When they saw the spoil, spoil means the the, the, the the rewards of war. So when you kill people, they have diamonds, they have gold, they have money. Sometimes even the wives are seen as part of the spoil. They have they have they have treasures, they have money and everything. So when you win the war. All the dead people are there. These are their diamonds. These are everything they have. Even Hitler, when they were going to kill the people, when they were killed, they they used to remove their golden teeth. So they would take the golden teeth from the bodies. And they they took the money from the the Jews that they were killing. They would take their golden teeth. They would take uh, all their possessions. That's what he did. And apart from that, they would even cut off their hair. And use the hair for mattresses. And at times they even took their skin and used their skin to make lampshades. Yes. So that is why the Swiss banks had a lot of money from the, the Second World War. And they really took them on. That they should they should pay reparations, they should pay back, they should pay back, they should pay back. And Germany has. Paid a lot of money to Israel after the war. Because they stole their money systematically. That's what we call the spoils of war. When you fight with somebody, you take what the person has. So what he's saying is that, why did you fly on the money? So don't fly to... Don't don't have relationships with people because of money. I'm telling you, take it from me. If you want anointing, don't do anything... Money, because of money I'm going here. Because of money I've taken this decision. Because of money I'll marry this person. Because of money I will live here. Because of money I will go here. Because of money I'll preach here. Because of money I'll preach this message. No, 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 no. Your anointing will get finished. Yes. Flying upon the spoil. One brother, he married a lady. He thought she had money. And she was from a good home, a wealthy home. He married her. I love you. Hey. Now, as they married, she was a strong woman. So at a point, there were issues in the marriage. And one day, she said, enough. It's enough. And she asked him to walk out. Yes. She asked him to leave. Because she was a rich woman and he had come to marry her. So when when he was about to leave, she came into the sitting room. She pointed, these are my chairs. Everything here is from me. Do you see? Yes. So now she, she went, she climbed onto one of the chairs and then there was a wall clock on one of the walls so she 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 went to the wall and took the wall clock and gave it to him said this is the only thing you brought to, to, to the marriage walk out so don't do anything because of, don't be my friend because of money. Yeah. Don't relate to me because of money. Don't have people. I money, money. No, 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 no. Even a full time ministry. You know, we don't have that thing. Once you start that thing, how much is my salary? How much do I get? What's the, the promotion? Benefit. What are the benefits? So after three years, what's my future? The year? What's the next tier? How do I move? It? You can't. No, not our full time ministry. Don't work here. Yes. And you can see all the people that are in full-time, they are all happy people. Rarely do you see a, a, an unhappy person. Yes. They are happy. So many of them. People are begging to be in full-time ministry. Yes. Money doesn't make you happy. The more money you have, the more you want more things. That's what the Bible says. He that loveth money will not be satisfied with money. So if you want anointing, you see that people's relationships change because of money. Yes. I thank God He's raised me up not to relate to people because of money. Yeah. One day I realized that somebody's relationship with me was based on money. I told him, look, money is not a good way to relate. I don't want that. No money. Yes. I've I've told a number of people in my life, both those who receive from me and those who would give to me i said no 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 one guy was trying to sign me i should do this and then he'll give me i said please i don't need i don't want a relationship with you over money not that i don't need money don't misunderstand me i'm not saying i don't want money or i don't want you to give me money i want it sure i like it i'm saying that we don't build our relationships based on i'm hoping that you give me something Learn to be in relationships without money. Even though Ida was saying spend some money, you must be able to flow with people who don't spend money. What about if they don't have money? When I was in a relationship with my wife, I didn't have any money.
8: That's
7: why we say the song, Sister, will you marry me? I may not have much. But I have the call of God. We have songs for everything, I tell you. Wow. What a blessing. That's why it is good to find your beloved when you don't have much. Um. <coughs> Tell your nearest neighbor I'm finding a beloved right away. Now now that I don't have much, I'm finding a beloved. Number four, don't sacrifice instead of obeying. First Samuel 15, 22. Don't sacrifice instead of obeying. Obey rather than sacrifice. So, don't sacrifice rather than obeying. 1 Samuel 15, 22. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord? So don't try to be too sacrificial when it comes to God. Try to be more obedient. If you want to maintain your plenty fasting, sacrificing, giving this, doing that, it's not as important as saying yes, Lord. Obeying the voice of the Lord. Whatever God has told you, I, like this is, this, was, this is actually the first point. Obeying will give you more of the presence of God and the power of God than making any sacrifice. Obeying will do more. You know why Ida is singing where, at the level that she's singing? She's obedient to me. Yes. Yes. If I, if I give her the smallest correction, she will do it. Many times she sings, I, I always think to myself, will she remember what I told her? And she always remembers. Wow. Wow. Yes? But there are some singers, you tell them, they feel, they, they feel that they are musical professors. Yes. <laughs> they feel that you don't know much about music. About it's true. They are not little in their own eyes. Yes? Yes? I've worked with so many musicians and singers. Yes. They feel they know whatever. Yeah. You tell them. You know, people rarely tell you. How many sisters are in the church today? Raise your hand. Sisters. No, I can't see sisters. Hey, there are fewer than the brothers. How many brothers are here? Let me see brothers. Wow! This is a church where there is hope for marriage, I tell you. Because we have more brothers than sisters. Yes, your boys are here. My boys are here. My boys are here. Now, sisters. I don't think anybody can or would tell you that you are not looking nice today. Everybody would tell you you are looking nice How many have been told you are looking nice and I like your hair already today, by today? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Yes. That's all that we hear all the time. But how many brothers have seen somebody who is not looking nice today, but you haven't said it? Not even brothers. Sisters have also seen somebody who is not looking nice. Now, now, Yes, it's just like preaching. When you don't preach well, nobody will tell you you didn't preach well. Everybody will say, "Oh wow, we were really blessed." <laughs> preaching is just like dressing. No one tells you that you didn't preach well. Anyway, back to what we were saying: obeying the Lord, obeying is better than sacrificing. You must learn to rather obey than do what you think is nice. Yes, or what the Lord wants, what you think the Lord wants you to do. Do it. You can never compensate for your disobedience by sacrificing. Yes, I want to say, you cannot compensate for your disobedience by sacrifice, making sacrifices. Just listen to what is being told you and just do it. Yes. Yes. Just do it. They say, do this, do it. You go higher than trying to do so much extra. Do this, just do it. Do this, do that. I once saw a young man who was a sportsman and he had a funny hairstyle and a beard. And I told him, Remove your beard. Change your hairstyle. Look like a boy. The coach will choose you. Yes. He didn't do it. And I never saw that he was chosen. I said, you look young, you look like a boy. They will choose you. People choose people who are young. Yes. When a person is young, they like you. And when you look young, you are more attractive. Yes. Yes. Looking old is almost synonymous with not looking nice. Excuse me, please. I hope I'm not offending anybody. Yes. Yeah. I hope I'm not offending you.
8: You're good. Yeah, you're yes. Good.
7: Yes. A simple thing. I never said, play like this, do like this, do like this. I just said, do this, do this. You look small, you look young, they will choose you. People feel they know. Yes. Don't try to compensate for disobedience by sacrifice. One day, I put one of my pastors in my car. I was driving to Kumasi. I said, come, be with me. Let's go. I'll sit with you. We'll talk. Because I didn't have time to to talk. So I said, when we we are driving, we'll talk. Then, as we were going, I told him, look, you are one of the most sacrificial pastors I have. You give so much. You do so much. You spend so much time. And he was listening happily till I got to my point. (laughs) And I said, you are so sacrificial because you are disobedient. Yes, you do so much. And the reason for doing so much is because you are disobedient. He said, how? I said, because God has called you to full-time ministry. But you don't want to be in full-time ministry. So because of that, you are doing extra things. You do this. You come at 6 o'clock. You live at uh, 45 o'clock. You come at 8 o'clock. You live at 50 o'clock. Every day. You are more than, I mean, you are doing so much. Can you imagine? 45 (laughs) o'clock. Yes. I spoke to him for five hours. From here to Kumasi. By the time we reached Kumasi, he was in full-time ministry. Yes. Yes. He's, he's not one of my bishops. He will tell you. Yes. Don't try to compensate by working till 45 o'clock, till 15 o'clock. I mean, so many things. Yes. Don't try to sing so many things. the person said, sing like this, or do this, or do that, you will not do it. You will not be chosen. Compensation for disobedience is what we call sacrifice instead of obeying. Obedience is better than sacrifice. God has greater delight in obeying the voice of the Lord than a thousand of your sacrifices. Most of us feel that. If we fast for 40 days, God will be so happy. But you may rather be dead by the end of 40 days. One day, I was somewhere and a pastor told me. You know, I went, he invited me to preach, and when we finished preaching, he said, He's taking me to a hotel to eat. So I said, Beautiful. Then they were all quiet. Then they said, Will you eat? I said, I'll eat. I'll eat. Why? What type of food is it? Is it a food I cannot eat? He said, Oh, no. We invited another pastor from Ghana, but he doesn't eat. He never ate till he left. I said, Wow. I said, Anyway, for me, I eat. <laughs> then he said, he said we don't know Maybe we'll pastors from Africa I really like fasting and he told me about his friend who was fasting for 70 days yes 70 days he said it's, my, it's his personal friend who was fasting for seven, seven 70 days only water. Oh, even you know, At a point, you know water. I don't know whether that it was the 70 days one or 40. But he did 70 and he did 40. So when he, he did the 40, he told me, look, he was in transit at the airport to another place. And this man has not eaten 40 days. He's just moving. So he said, I went to the airport myself with water. And I sat with I said, drink this water. Drink this water. Don't. What you are doing is not right. Drink this water. And he said that the, the man drank the water. He fasted 70, I will not tell you the topic, but he told me the topic that he was fasting for, for 70 days. 70 days. Maybe I'll tell you in private, but I will not tell you in the... In the, in the 70 days. After, at the end of the 70 days, he died. Yes, he died immediately after, either at the end of the fast. So I don't know whether that maybe that is God. What that was God's will, but I'm just saying that your plenty sacrifice can never override, overrule, or cancel out your disobedience to what God wants you to do. The Bible says, wife, submit to your own husband. Husband, love your wife, but I'm talking about the wives. Wife, submit. You don't submit. You are, you are a secondary head. The head is here and you are a, head, a new head on the shoulder. You are a small head on the shoulder. When they say go, you say stay. Have you seen the small head? You cannot compensate by coming to church when we are having worship. Oh, Jesus. You are my great lover. Cannot compensate. Cannot compensate for being A witch and not submitting cannot compete, It it doesn't cancel. You see, people feel that when you do this sacrifice, it cancels something. That is why we do certain things. We feel that it's canceling. Yes, when I do this, it cancels it, makes up. Yes, makes up for it. Supposing I said, Lord. I'm going to America to bring you money. You will see money. Jesus, I'm going to California. You will see money. Do you think it will compensate for the souls and the, even the children and all the things? Hey, canada. That's why your sacrifice at a point is obnoxious to God. When God wants you, you are giving him money. Hey. When God wants your life, you are saying, take take five 500 cities. You can have 500 cities. 500 cities. Do you think God can be bribed with 500 cities? 500 dollars instead of having you as his servant, you are offering him 500. Put my scripture back. He said, It's obeying me more. Obey the voice of the Lord. God has more delight in your obeying the voice of the Lord than in whatever sacrifice you are going to do. We are ending. Number five avoid rebellion and witchcraft. You can see there are four words. That will take away your anointing. And they are all found in First Samuel 15 verse 23. Rebellion is one. So number five can be rebellion. Number six, witchcraft. Number seven, stubbornness. And number eight, idolatry. And we are done. Rebellion is witchcraft. So when you go against God's word and you are rebellious, it is the same as witchcraft. Why? Because it's the exercising of an independent power. He said, I am independent and I do my own thing. That's what we call a witch or witchcraft. And the exercising of a power, that is not God's power. The exercising of control, that is not God's control. Yes. Witchcraft. And stubbornness. Stubbornness is the principal characteristic of the sign of the presence of a devil. Resistance to obedience. You know, anytime something is demonic, there's always stubbornness involved. Now, how do we know there was stubbornness there? Because the meeting lasted more than one minute. God said in First Samuel, when they started in 15 and verse 10, he said, why you don't obey me? And immediately he said, I've obeyed you. It became a discussion. He became, he had to bring evidence. He said, what, what about this sheep that are bleeding here? Blah! Blah! What is the use of the sheep? Why? Well, then he had to bring evidence to prove. He saw that the things around Oxen! Mmm! Mmm! Ma! Ma! As soon as he said, I've then the, the sound started. Samuel had to produce evidence to prove at the meeting. That shows, you see, you ask a question, then they will be giving funny answers. Yesterday, I caught some sisters and i was asking them can you make meat pies you should have heard different answers can you make this can you do this can you do this sometimes i've done it before i didn't say have you done it before so then the meeting became longer then we have to ask when when was it that you made the meat pie is it in the recent years the last decade last five, to five to ten years it became a long discussion." I had to prove. I had to bring a jury. I had to bring people to prove to them that they were unskilled in culinary arts, domestic things. For hair, they were everybody had hair. Everybody had painted the face. Everybody was wearing a nice dress, but they could. Everybody was wearing heels. But they couldn't make anything. So they were coming just with their bodies like that, looking for beloveds. And then one of them said, Oh, I can learn. Another one said, I can watch YouTube and learn. How many would like somebody to operate on your heart? He said, I I said, Have you operated on somebody's heart? So I'll watch YouTube and then do it. I'll Google it and then I'll do it. look every time somebody has to produce evidence in your meetings they say that the spirit of stubbornness is there and we have a lot of it in marriage that's why marriages get spoiled. they will be talking now this one says i don't agree this one will say Then this one will say then i don't think that this i I want to show you that this but last time you said if somebody had been here the person would have seen that what you are saying is not right so you're being rude i'm not being rude you are shouting, I'm not, I'm not raising my voice. I'm not shouting. You don't shout, how you what is shouting? Okay, what is shouting? How do you know that it's shouting? Hey! 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 Define shouting. What do
1: you mean by shouting? Google the word
7: shouting. We look at shouting. Hey. Hey,
1: hey. Hey. Hey,
7: hey. And then, everything is changing. Hey. changing before your very eyes. All you should have said was, sorry. Uh, it is true. Not a pretentious sorry, a real sorry. Sisters, are you here? I'm training you because in this church, ladies are very great. So you have to be trained very nicely, very beautifully. And you can carry the big anointing that is going to be on your legs. Amen. Are you still around? So, witchcraft. If you want to lose the anointing, be stubborn. Be stubborn. One day I had a meeting that lasted about one hour with some people. But I explained all the points and I took a decision. That was in the favor of the people who were there, one of the parties. Then, just as I was saying the grace, are you with me? Yes. Do, uh, is, are your, is your mind here? Yes. Check with your neighbor. Your mind is, is your mind here. We need to know that your mind is here. I said, I had a long meeting, one hour. I finished taking decisions, and all the decisions were good for, in favor of the people that were sitting there. Then I was about to say the grace. Just as I was saying the grace, Something else came up unrelated, but the the topic came back to the topic that brought the meeting. And the person who was there, who we had taken the decision that, okay, you can keep your job. Are you with me? Said something that proved that he didn't believe that he had done anything wrong, was given an explanation. And immediately he lost his job there. That's was right. But the meeting was over. He wasn't going to lose his job. Oh no, he, he wasn't going to lose his job. But when he displayed stubbornness in sin, that was the end of him, and he lost he lost the job. So let's try to be flowing. You know, if somebody says you are a boy, says that you like girls, why would you argue? Why would you even argue? I don't I don't I don't even understand it. Are you you look as if you, you, you as if you are some super I mean please yes boys boys like girls we know how many boys like girls why would you want to argue but girls like boys more than boys like girls that one too is true we found out Initially we didn't know But now we know But we still like like them How many boys can like five girls At the same time More Why do you want to argue Joel is not like that Hey it's what I struggle more with prayerlessness than, yeah. <laughs> what is the first step to maintaining the anointing? Obey. Obeying. Tell somebody I'm into obeying now. I'm, I'm really into obeying. What's the second step to maintaining the anointing? What? Remain small. Remain small. Yes. No first love girl should dress like an auntie Here If you look like an auntie We'll we'll ask for your ID card and your age Yes You don't qualify to dress like an auntie Unless you are a certain age You have to dress your age And look your age And look nice and young We don't want to be praying long prayers for husbands It should be just easy When they see you say oh I like this one, she's beautiful, she's a flowing girl. We don't have to be introducing people to you and tell you no, actually she's only twenty four. You know, you you think that she's thirty nine, but she's actually twenty four. How many can see that I really love you? I really want you to do well. So number three To maintaining the anointing Don't be too financial Tell your neighbor Don't be financial with me I just want to be a friend Don't be financial Yeah Don't be financial Don't, Let's not relate around money let's just, let's just flow Yes Yes Do you know some churches You have to give the choristers money To come to come, church come Some churches, you have to give the ashes money. You have to give the instrumentalists money to play. You have to pay them every week. Singers per hour. Per hour singers. Tell your neighbor, don't be financial with me. Look, I am flowing as a Christian. Yeah. Number three. Don't fly upon the spoil, isn't it? And number four. Don't sacrifice instead of obey. Say, I cannot compensate for my disobedience. Amen. Can you compensate? No. Just obey. Obeying is quite nice sometimes. Yes. Obeying sometimes is very easy. Is that all I should do? Just do this. This is all. Yes, this is all. That's I I shouldn't die. No, don't die. Just do what I say. (laughs) I shouldn't give up. No, don't give anything up. Just do what I'm asking you to do. Just do that one. You see the change that will be in your life. You cannot compensate for your disobedience. Amen. Amen. Number five. Avoid rebellion. Number six. Ask your neighbor, I hope you are not a witch. I really hope. I really hope. Hey. Witches eliminate other ladies. Yes. Witches eliminate other ladies. Eliminator. Terminator. Exterminator. Deleter. Extinguish. Eraser. Ask the nearest sister, are you an eraser or you are just a Christian girl? Number seven, avoid stubbornness. And the last one, avoid idolatry. Any other idol? Only Jesus, Savior of the world. I'm following Jesus. Amen. Yes. Now, now these testimonies that you have been given, it says the prophecy of the bishop. No, it's not my prophecy. It's the word of God, and it is God, not me. I'm nothing. I'm just also a normal person. I pray, and thank God if he answers our prayers. So, you don't have to be saying, oh, prophecy, it's only the prophecy, your prophecy that are you want trouble for me? Do you want trouble for our prophets? Then what are you saying? So, no idols. Money must not be an idol. Nobody must be an idol. God doesn't like idols at all. When you say something, idol, say, hey, You are the idol. You versus me. No, we don't need that. Amen? Amen. So God is going to bless you and you are going to maintain the anointing. Lift your hand and just thank God for the maintenance of the anointing over your life. Father, thank you for your power. Thank you for the beautiful anointing that is maintained in our lives in this time. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. In the name of just thank the Lord, speak in tongues, pray in the spirit. Jesus, we love you. We thank you. We honor you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. sacrifice. I don't want to be financial. Money conscious. Help me, Lord. I lift my hands. Save me from witchcraft, from rebellion, and from stubbornness. Demonic stubbornness goes out of me. Lift your hand and thank you for the anointing.
6: Let I got you!
7: Father, Thank you For saving our lives Saving the anointing On our lives Thank you for every child here Thank you we are going to be children For a long time to come Thank you we are going to be Obedient for a long time to come Thank you for calling us To love you Thank you that Nothing is for children Everything is for us Lord Thank you that we never say. This one are for the children. This one are for the children's church. This one are for the youth. But Lord, we will always be the children. And we will always be the youth. And we'll always be the young ones who love you, who like being with you. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And as every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today and you want to give your life to Jesus, maybe somebody invited you here. Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God today. If you are here like that, raise up your right hand like this and I'm going to pray with you. I want to give my heart and my life to Jesus today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted your hand, come to me in the front here quickly. Come from where you are standing. I'm going to pray with you. Very important.
6: I'm going to pray with you right here come on to Jesus come on to Jesus give him your life give him your life today come on to
7: Jesus lift your hands in front here and say this prayer with me Close your eyes and everybody lift your hands. Say, Jesus, Jesus, thank you for today. Please forgive me for my sins. Today, I open my heart and I give my life to Jesus. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. From today, I am born again. Today, I receive Jesus. Say, I receive Jesus as my Savior, my Master, and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. Please write my name in the book of life today. My name is, mention your name. My name is, please write this name in the book of life today. Now say Satan Satan In the name of Jesus I bind you I reject you Come out of my life I will not serve you again I will not follow you again I belong to Jesus Christ Now lift your two hands like this Say I love you Jesus I will serve you For the rest of my life In Jesus name Amen God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Now, I'm giving you one of my books. As soon as we close, are you looking at me? As soon as we close, all of you who have this book, come to the Salvation Corner over there. This is the Salvation Corner. Okay? As soon as we close, come there. I'm going to pray with uh, Not One of my pastors is going to come and pray with you. And it's going to be a very powerful time. So as soon as we, we are closing in five minutes... Come over there and this is your ticket. When you hold this one, you have a ticket to that place. Is it a blessing? Is it a blessing? God bless you. So you may go back to your seat now. And everyone else may be seated. It's time for communion. Holy communion. Now, you are going to be given some bread. And you are going to be given some wine or some kind of a drink and this drink is going to change your life
6: take it this is my body which is broken for you drink this is my blood which was shed for you whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life For my flesh is meat indeed And my blood is drink indeed The cup of blessing which we bless It's the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break It's the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the holy meal The meal of God Oh, 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 it will sustain you. It will make you whole. It will give you life. When I see the blood, oh, oh,
7: oh, oh yeah, I will pass over you. Mm-hmm. Genesis forty-seven and verse twelve, and Joseph nourished his father and his brethren and all his father's household with bread. Wow. He nourished. Hallelujah. Sustained. Supported his father and his brethren and all his father's household with bread according to their families. So today, to nourish means to be sustained and supported. So as you go out into this week, you are going to be sustained by a supernatural power. Your life is normal. Stand to your feet and heal and bless supernaturally. Father, as we approach your table, we thank you. We need this bread every week, every day. Lord, some people even take this every day, but we are only able to take it every week. But Lord, we thank you that it will sustain us. Just as Joseph nourished his father, nourished his brethren, nourished his father's household. May everyone here be nourished with this supernatural bread that will do more for us than the bread that joseph gave to his father's household we thank you for the body of jesus christ jesus said i am the bread that came down from heaven he that eateth me shall have life we receive life we receive life we receive life as we receive this supernatural bread in jesus name the body of jesus christ now the blood when the Israelites passed through the Red Sea it's interesting that it was called the Red Sea it speaks of the blood once they passed through that Red Sea which speaks of the blood that was the end of Pharaoh, they never saw Pharaoh again today as you receive the blood you never see your enemy That has tormented you again. In the name of Jesus. Whatever the enemy thought you could never overcome. As you receive the blood. He said, when I see the blood in particular, I will pass over. Father, we approach your table. Thank you for this drink. Supernaturally, it is converted into the blood of Jesus. As we receive, let our sins be washed away. Let our mistakes be wiped away. Let our weaknesses be taken away. And let our hopelessness be covered with the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. Father, thank you for the children. Raise up stars in our midst. Raise up superstars in our midst. Bless the children with the blessing of Abraham. Receive the blessing of Abraham What you have given up about What you have given up As Abraham gave up The idea of having a child What Abraham gave up The idea of having a child So also whatever you have given up on The Lord is giving it to you today Receive it Receive the blessing of Isaac. Isaac sowed in the land where there was a famine. And he reaped a hundredfold. Wherever you are based, in Africa or outside Africa or wherever there is a famine, receive the blessing of Isaac to have a hundredfold. Receive the blessing of Jacob. Jacob had many children and became the greatest, most powerful nation on earth. May you become powerful. May you have many children in the spirit. May you have children in the natural. May you be a great mother and a great father. Receive the blessing of Jacob. May your children bring you good news all the days of your life. May you never live to bury any of your children. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Father, I thank you that the blessing of Isaac, the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Jacob is now upon each and every one of these children. Let me hear your loudest amen. When I say the blessing of Abraham, which is the blessing on receiving what you have given up, that you never receive, I want to hear the loudest amen. Receive the blessing of Abraham. Now the blessing of Isaac, which is the blessing of Prospering where things are not working Receive the blessing of Isaac Let me hear your loudest amen Now receive the blessing of Jacob Which is the blessing of turning into a multiplied and blessed nation Receive the blessing of Jacob Shout, I receive it! Shout, I receive it! Shout, I receive it! Let me hear you loudest, amen! God bless you.
2: We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Daggerwood Mills, please visit our website at www.daggerwoodmills.org. God richly bless
0: you. Something extraordinary has happened to Judy Sizemore's closet, making it feel more like a closet. closet. making it feel more like a closet. closet. An area that once caused claustrophobia now has enough space, space. space. to hold all of Judy's striped boat neck sweaters. And Judy Sizemore has a lot of striped Stripe. Stripe. Boat-neck, boatneck sweaters. Sweater. The Container Store custom closet sale is here with up to 25% off all systems including Alpha through October 13th. The Container Store, where space comes from.